Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Suzanne Knaber, Nicole from Police Science Doctor, the website where research in policing, forensic psychology, investigative psychology, criminology, and many other areas come together to be translated into something that frontline practitioners can actually use. So one of the things I do is I've got a lot of teaching videos that are very accessible and very easy to digest, I would say, on the website. Everything that I record is also available as a podcast if you want to listen on the go. And every Tuesday, I email out three police science snippets. These are actionable piece of re pieces of research, most of them quite recent, that I think may be of some use to frontline practitioners in law enforcement and military and anything, anything related, really. Um, <clears throat> so I go through lots of academic publications and see which ones are not because unfortunately, most of them are very theoretical or they're very specific to a very certain research topic. And that is that is great and it's very necessary that we do that. Let me just mute my phone. It's a little bit embarrassing. I've got that on just in case. It'd be very unprofessional. Um, and much of it is not directly relatable to front, you know, by frontline practitioners. So I try with these police science snippets. I try to extract things that I think will be of use to you immediately. And I email them out to everyone on the free police science doctor email list. So you can you can have that in your inbox every Tuesday. If you want, just go to policesciencedr.com, leave your details in the registration form there, and I'll email you the actual snippet that I'm going to read out in a minute, but you'll also have the link to the original research. This is not research that I've done. This is research that, research that I found and that I hope can be of use to you. So that's what I'm going to do in a minute. First of all, I wanted to say, though, that we've got, um, so I've, I've got a learning platform, the Police Science Doctor Academy. I'm going to put the link to that in the chat. It might not appear on all the platforms you're, um, on all the platforms you're using at the moment. So this is going out to LinkedIn, Twitter, um, not Twitter, actually, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. But if you can't access this, go to policesciencedr.com, the main website, and just click on Learn. You'll get to the Police Science Doctor Academy. Now, what I want you to um, look at there is the Policing Organized Crime course. So there's actually a whole list of courses, I think about 18 or 19 listed. Um, so there's individual sessions that we're going to do. And by we, I mean... Chris Allen, that's this fella here. I interviewed him in, on the 2nd of December, as you can see. So he's a lecturer and expert and commentator on organized crime and um, transnational crime. He's put a number of courses together that are going to be taught live. So the, we are going to do the first three, and these are single sessions. So one session is a two-hour live lecture, and you've got a one-hour discussion with you, Chris, and, and the other delegates. So we want to fill up more spaces for those. So we've got one session coming up on money laundering. So that's this April. So please, um, you know, go to policesciencedr.com, click on learn and have a look at that. And you can, you can book yourself onto that. And I'll send out the exact date later. So one is on money laundering, one is on firearm smuggling, one is on cybercrime. Okay, so if you're an investigator or if you're an analyst, these can be really relevant to you. So again, policesciencedr.com, click on learn, look for the police and organized crime modules that are listed and it's a single you know these are single sessions and you, you get three hours of um up, very up-to-date content taught to you and it's only 49 pounds per person okay so we've already had some police analysts sign up we want to get more 
because it's taught live and we want to have a group discussion going on. So for April, please do have a look have a look at those. There's obviously an interest in there. Money laundering, firearms smuggling and cybercrime so far. So do have a look at that, please. So now let's get to the science snippets themselves. So what I've found for you this week is, first of all, male-on-male sexual assault in the military. A large proportion of male-on-male sexual assault in the military takes place after the victim ingested large amounts of alcohol and in many cases passed out, either in the victim's or the offender's barracks room. So it's, it's the same pattern that we have you know, for everyone else who's not necessarily male, not necessarily in the military. You usually you usually get raped if you get raped, it's usually by someone you know. But there seems to be a specific pattern. And a few weeks ago, I had something about female military victims of sexual assault. And again, it's after in, in, intoxication, after falling asleep, passing out, um, being incapacitated due to in, you know ingesting something. So that's for some reason in the military that seems to be um, much more common than in the general population potentially because. You know, you live together on close quarters. Maybe there is a lot of um, alcohol consumption going on. Maybe that is the social pastime. I'm not sure. But I've just found these two pieces of research about sex assault specifically in the military, one on female victims, one on male victims, and they both say the same thing. Most victims are actually quite incapacitated when this happens. Um, Such assaults are perpetrated by both homosexual as well as heterosexual offenders. So it's not necessarily about, about, you know, um, a sexual preference. It's it's the, the power it's, it's the power thing of sexual assault, as we know. It's not actually about the sex necessarily. Um, unfortunately, the hypermasculine culture within the military inhibits reporting. So that was snippet number one in this one, in this week. Second one is um, women in policing. Women are less likely to be involved in use of force incidents. Agencies with more women experience fewer citizen complaints, and surges in women being employed by the agency often initiate organizational change such as increased focus on community policing, reductions in sexual harassment, and a more highly educated police force. So basically, lots of advantages to employing more women into the police. Um, but, you know, we've, we've talked about it before that the, the way that recruitment is done is still very much, much orientated. Um, it's still about, you know, the action shots and the, the up, you know, the quick music, um, you know, slapping handcuffs onto someone, throwing someone in the, into the back of the van, kicking doors down. That's not really what policing is about. Policing is very much dealing with mental health issues, dealing with domestic assaults, you know, requiring a lot of interpersonal skills, um, staying calm under pressure, de-escalation, really being able to tune into people and, and deal with them very spontaneously in very complex situations. So that's what policing is about. So if you've got the skills for that, you know, whether you're male or female and wherever you're from, especially if you're not necessarily white, you know, do do apply for policing because that may that may well be a career for you. And the third snippet for today um, is ethnicity and police shootings. Contrary to public perception, police officers base their decisions on whether or not to shoot at a citizen on situational factors such as citizen gun possession, officer injury and prior commands. I assume these are prior commands to tell the person to to drop their weapon or something. Um, rather than the citizen's ethnicity. Obviously, in the last few years, there's been a lot of criticism, um, you know, telling the same people, assuming that um, white police officers are quite trigger happy, especially when it comes to darker skinned citizens they interact with. Now, this um, research actually shows that these decisions on whether to shoot at a citizen or not um, is not re- is not related to the ethnicity of the citizen. Also, what they found is that Hispanic officers were most likely to shoot at Hispanic citizens, so most more likely to shoot at Hispanic citizens than 
um, than white officers or black officers. So that weakens the assumption that officers are more likely to shoot at citizens from a different, different ethnic background to their own. So these are the snippets for this week. Um, again, I hope you found this useful. And just once more, go to if if you want to have a look at which courses are available for analysts and investigators in the you know around the topic of organized crime, go to policesciencedr.com. Just click on learn. Have a look at Chris, Dr. Chris Allen's courses here, policing organized crime. And um, we've got the first three sessions coming up in April. Is what we're planning. So these are on money laundering, firearm smuggling, and cybercrime. So I hope that you will find these of interest. Um, I hope to see you guys on those courses and um, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.